Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Horn, 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when my man Patrick takes jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings, that you have a chance to hear and see live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Holy Wire, and they're playing Saturday at Chess Club. Holy Wire. I like the sound. Chess Club, where's that at? Chess Club's downtown. It's one of the oh. clubs that it was something else, and now it's something else, and okay. now it's, and then it's something continued else. continued to flip. I got you. It's, yeah, that's, it's always something new. I know no. those places. always something new. It's always something different. What's that? That's Every, the name of the place I'm going to open up next. Always something new? Yeah. Uh, always, brand new? always brand new? <laughs> always brand Rip new. Rip me out the bag. <laughs> Rip me out going the plastic. Grand opening. <laughs> Grand closing. I figure every neighborhood has those that restaurant or I don't know what it was. It could be anything. That business that always every six months or so is something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, every yeah. year it's got some new company or some new business that's moved in there. It's, it's funny that you say that. You know where the triangle is off of Guadalupe and it runs into Lamar. Yeah, there, yeah no, exactly. There's like, there was been a different uh, beer place that's been in there. There's new restaurants yeah. that are in there. I was driving through there today and I'm like, Nothing is here, and they're trying to put something there. So I don't understand because there's there's apartments and everything that's oh, yeah, right there. I know exactly what you're talking about. But the tr- parking is terrible. Yeah, and it's yeah, hard to get in and out everywhere in Austin. And now. so you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's probably why it's not surviving. Yeah, you can't complain about parking in Austin anymore because it's we haven't had it's great, non-existent. We haven't had a great parking situation in like. 10 to <laughs> yeah. 15 years now. Great so when point. people complain about parking in Austin, they're like, oh, you just got here, didn't you? Yeah. How long or you, you don't, get or, or you don't go down to that area no more. Oh, you don't go down there. That's true. Yeah. If you don't go downtown, you don't have to worry about it. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you stay out in the suburbs or stay on the outskirts. That's probably the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We got some NFL news notes and nuggets we want to get to. But first, I want to bring up uh, an anniversary. And uh, we'll relate this to uh, some of the sports conversations we're having. But for you wrestling fans out there, and I am a wrestling fan. I was, I used to be a huge wrestling fan in my youth. Um, I remember, and I'm sure a lot of you out there remember as well, the uh, hero turn, heel turn mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by one, what was Hulk Hogan that turned to uh, Hollywood Hogan? NWO. It was twenty. Seven years ago today. Come on. Bash at the beach. Yeah. 
where Hulk Hogan walked out. It was Macho Man in the ring. Yeah. He walks out. It was the who's the third man? It was the third man. And it turns out it was Hulk Hogan. It was it was one of the greatest hero heel turns in the history of pop culture. Definitely definitely the, the greatest in wrestling history. And right. that's a that's a theme in wrestling. But it got me thinking, what's the greatest one in modern sports? Is it just is it still LeBron? Is it still LeBron? I wouldn't put LeBron I, in see, that. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Dame Lillard's going to be pushing it right now. Dame Lillard is going to be pushing. That's a great point. He is. Dame be Lillard it. is really pushing for a heel turn right now. Yeah, I because agree with that. he is also not getting in front of it. He's letting his agent do the talking, and then he's going to show up in Miami when people are like, "Hey, man, we don't like you anymore." He's like, "But no, but I'm a nice guy." Like, no, no, no. You cheated. <laughs> we don't like cheaters, especially one who was sanctimonious before. Yeah, that's and a great so, point. It's calling out everybody else for going to a team to win. And then you went to a team to win. Yeah, how come all the greatest heel turns in sports are in basketball? Mm. Kawhi, just Kawhi, Kawhi is a great one. Kawhi is a Kawhi really is a good great one. Kawhi is a great one. LeBron, I still think, it might be the greatest just because he his was unintentional. Like, he didn't even try to become a villain. He had the boys and girls club yeah, announcement. But I feel like all that, and he still ended up becoming a villain because it was his hometown team, that and kind then, of thing. And then he went back to Cleveland, though, and won a title. I agree. So, yeah. But so, still, it kind of, like, it was a heel turn, but then there's retribution. Then, in the he, back. Went back, he, then he went back to being Hollywood. Then he went to Hollywood. Then he, he went from Hulk Hogan to Hollywood Hogan, <laughs> to back to Hulk Hogan, because right. he went back home. Him, but he, he's he's less hated because he did give yes. Cleveland their title. Yeah. Yes. And he also, so. he didn't demand trades. He just he was kept a free signing agent. short deals and yep. then leaving in free agency. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So yeah. it's yeah. not where he said, I know you're going to trade me for none of their best, like, yeah, when and, like Kawhi burned or out Dane. a franchise on the way out. You don't right. do that. Kawhi did. He blew it up. Yeah. He just blew it up. Well, Kawhi did it too, because Kawhi was like, I need out of San Antonio, and then went and then left in free agency from Toronto. So two franchises like, what? And you, both of y'all got titles? Shut up. Yep. I, yeah. <laughs> y'all complaining about getting title. Man, he left better, both of us. You better strike like, right now. Oh, he left yeah. both of y'all rich and famous? Yeah. <laughs> You're complaining about this? Because about what an a-hole he was, and he left yeah. you with titles? Uh, but no, you're a good point. Kawhi is in there, because you're right, he did to two two different squads, two different fandoms. But like yeah. I said, y'all got titles. So I, I think, honestly, I think LeBron is still up there, but you're right, he did rectify it, so it's not, it's not as much vitriol. Honestly, KD. KD's is are really bad because his one to go to Golden State, yeah, it upset everybody. Matter of fact, Mike Take is still he's the only NBA superstar in history, in my opinion, to win a title and be less respected. Mm-hmm. Like he, usually, point. you win a title, you're like, yeah. oh man, all right, he got our respect. He won his title. Um, that's what he had to do. No, he's less respected after winning the titles, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. No, it's yeah, and his interesting, and then sense. and then he hung out with Kyrie, which automatically makes oh, you yes. a pariah. Uh, Even more so of a villain. To so it's so many people, and then when that blew up, he demanded a trade out of there. So he yeah, he's got a lot of people in his way. Katie's a heel now. Yeah, he's yeah. straight he's up heel. He's like, he went from being like a beloved. He had a movie. What is the movie? That, that, or whatever? that Phoenix team made I'll that Phoenix that team. Too. A lot of people are going to watch that. <laughs> a lot of people are going to hate watch the Phoenix team. Yeah, this year because it is just like those guys. Like you're all overpaid. Right. The, the, the most team that you're going to hear, everybody goes, it's overpaid. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> it is. I mean, but they give KD, and think about KD as well, that tonight I love me some KD because he's a legendary lifetime Longhorn, but we're just speaking the facts about his uh, NBA legacy. Uh, the one thing about KD is he he's a reluctant leader. Uh, with the yep. squads that he's yep. on, like yep. he does, because yep. he doesn't like confrontation. He doesn't want he doesn't want all the burden to fall on him. Uh, my man, my man, Vy always said at the quarterback position, you get all the girls, but you get all the grief. 
Yep. Get it all. You get the, you get the good stuff and the bad. This is part you gotta of being be a leader. Prepared for it. Yeah, you gotta be prepared for it. Yep. I don't think KD wants all that. He just wants yeah. to play ball. He doesn't want the you want want the burden of yeah. either one, the good or the bad. And I think that honestly that that hurts him right. in his legacy. You got you got to be that guy. You want to be the man. That's the price of being the man. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yeah, I'll give you a couple. Did yeah. someone mention on the text line Deshaun Watson? It's an yeah, interesting lineup. That's a that's a that's because a he was one. he was a really like model He's citizen, beloved. beloved guy, and then demands a trade out of Houston, which I understand, but not, but does not earn you any favors. Mm-hmm. And then you find out everything else, and yeah. and then I'll throw another football name in there. Mike Vick kind of had Mike a real Vick? drastic hill turn that he was really liked. Everyone played him in video games, and then to a lot of people. Was yeah. excommunicated. I remember this. That's true. I'll give. I'll agree with you on that too. I remember when Mike Vick and he's tried to make amends and he paid his debt to society. But you're right. He did. He never. And he did end up signing a big deal, big contract yep. with Philadelphia when he yeah. came out. So there was a bit of that. He, re, he was able to reinvent himself, uh, and he had the redemption. He but he was never himself. as beloved as he was when he. Yeah, and was no, and there was a coming uh, out of a solid two years of oh man, this man should be put to death. And you're like, come on. All right, wait, oh, no, people, take it back people a little hated, bit. I remember but people that. wanted that. I remember some of the most polar. If I could make a list of the most polarizing topics I've discussed in this business since I've been doing it, which is now 15 years or whatever, the Mike Vick stuff is definitely in the top five. Yeah, it has to be. Easy. Because yep. it, it was so polarizing. It just reminds it got race. It got racial, yep. racially divided, mm-hmm. too. A lot of that. Always. And then, and, and I said this, and I said it at the time, and I'll say it again. Because and people hated this take, and I don't give a damn. I'm, I'm repeating it because yeah. I think it was a good take, and I think it aged a little bit better than it, it was at the time. It wasn't so much. It was a part of it. Was about, of course, uh, Michael Vick and the race element, and the kind of uh, kind of the, the social, the sociological element of it all. But you know, one thing that 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 I don't know that situation showed that we are obsessed with as an American society. We're obsessed with our pets. One hundred percent. Like people wanted to make that about animal rights, and it wasn't about animal rights. It wasn't because we don't. None of us really care that much about animal rights. If we did, we'd be discussing a much broader macro topic about animal rights. That was about pets and our love for pets. Mm -hmm. And we like if I I always said if he had been fighting some chickens, it had been different. Oh yeah, nobody would have been worried about the roosters. It It was dogs, and we see dogs as members of our family, Mm -hmm. and pets as members of our family. So it was more about our obsession with pets in this society, which I am all for. But I, I have seen there are videos of people rescuing dogs from homeless people and leaving the homeless people on the street. (laughs) We got to take care of this dog. You abusing the dog? Like yes, true. But (laughs) so we are obsessed with pets. I get it because I'm obsessed with mine. But that's what that was about. He, he, he. People also people saw their dogs. Yeah, being yeah. abused when Michael Vick abused yeah. those dogs, and, and it was wrong. It was horrible, disgusting, and deplorable. But like I said, it was more psychologically. You want to analyze and psychoanalyze Americans and our society. That was about our obsession with pets. We love pets. You yeah. go look at how much money we spend on pets annually. It's crazy. I, I would agree with that. It is crazy. It's absurd. As a pet owner, but I'm I a pet totally owner. understood. I already know. Yeah. If the vet tells me, "Oh man, we gotta do this." Uh, you, you know what I mean? You got to pay for something. Something might happen to your pet, and I'm, I'm, you know, fitting the bill. Yep, I'm spending a lot of money for yep. the pet, so right. that's the way it goes. Hard youth. Can you think of any baseball players that did it? I mean, like, cause, I like, mean, you could you could say Barry Bonds was yeah. the guy. You can also say Roger Clemens because Roger Clemens yeah. went from the Red Sox to the Yankees. 
No, and, and I, was staring at Boston when he was with Toronto after they made him trade. Yeah, and I mean, like, we could say Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa after the steroid allegations came right. out because they were so beloved at one point, and then they're like, wait a minute, Some, y'all uh, cheated? And yeah. they're like, yeah. but everybody was cheating. That's a good point. Baseball, we may, have more, cheaters. baseball may have more than, than any of the other sports. Yeah. 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 I would think about it. If you look at it from that perspective. If from that perspective, that it's not any real decision. They Like, it just came out later, yeah. and then they're like, well, oh, well, now we hate you. No, yeah. see, I'll, I'll, I'll take it even further. The Astros, as a team. Yeah. The entire The entire Astros. damn team. Remember, they were, they were loved because they were ahead of schedule in 2017, underdog. they were the underdog, and they were a, on the cover of Sports Illustrated where they predicted that they were going to win the yeah, World Series. Yeah, but that's because that remember yeah. everybody thought Sports Illustrated was stupid at the yeah, time. I remember exactly. that because they were like, "Oh, yeah. that's crazy. That's not going to happen," and it happened. All right, yep. they were way ahead of schedule, and as Patrick mentioned, they were the underdog, and they were essentially the Siberia of Major League Baseball for a little <laughs> right, while, right. and they became relevant overnight, and everybody loved all the great stories of Jose Altuve and all the dynamic personalities, the dancing and the dugout, that kind of stuff, and then after the cheating scandal, they became, there was a hero to heel flip. They became one of the most hated yep. franchises on the planet. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree. And yeah. you know what? I would say Golden State went through something similar, too. Golden State was everybody's favorite team when we discovered Steph Curry and that style of play. And it was high energy. It was fun to watch, aesthetically pleasing. And Steph Curry was unlike anything we had ever seen before in basketball. And then over time, especially after they got KD, it was like, man, I'm tired of these damn Warriors. Yeah, Draymond started talking Draymond, more. Exactly. Draymond went That's from the, the worst part about yes, it. Yes. <laughs> he went from like the hardworking spirit animal, blue-collar attitude to being basically Basically, uh, people were like, "Oh man, he's a he's a miscreant." Yeah, right? yeah. he's <laughs> a he's a bad take machine. He just comes out every every three months. He's like, "Y'all not talking about me again?" Yeah. Well, I, think, I, think, I think Michael Jordan could probably play like five fifth string for us. Like, come on, man! Exactly, that's a great a bad point. take machine. So, so right, teams can, it can happen to teams too. Yeah, the Patriots did that. The Patriots, I mean, they first won a Super Bowl. Yeah, everybody loved the Patriots. By the time they won their fourth or fifth, people hated the mm-hmm. Patriots. Mm-hmm. Hated them. Yeah. That was a hero to heel turn too. Would would Tom Brady be considered a heel because of him think, leaving? But I think he became a like. I don't know if he ever went full heel because there was always enough people that liked him. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. he never went full heel. He never went full on heel. I yeah. get this. Right, yeah. That's a great point. Because you can argue even LeBron never went full on heel. That's why yeah, your yeah, point exactly. is he got redemption because he never he never embraced the villainy. Correct. Yeah. You got to embrace being a heel and a villain. Yeah. And, and he never wanted to. And it's also that thing of like when he goes to your team, then your hatred. So changes. there's people that like. That's true. So there's always those you know like because we could say an Astros fans like Garrett Cole went full heel when he we reclaimed his career and then he goes to the Yankees to try and beat us and then you're like you're like well yeah to Astros fans and he went heel. But in yes. all reality, to Yankees fans, I mean, they don't like him anymore now because they're paying him a lot of money. <laughs> and he's underperforming. But at the time, they're like, well, no, he's doing the right thing. Yeah, so now you're is. right. It's all about perceptions and how yeah, they shift. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a great point because like, I hate to bring it up, like the Colin Kaepernick thing, to yeah. one group, he's a hero, to another group, he's a heel. Yeah. And most people were pretty neutral on him before. So he, <laughs> yeah. You gotta that hero to heel. You gotta be. <laughs> That's a true. That's a good point. Like, sorry, yeah, Ringo Cabinet, Please don't. Yeah, please don't. Like we just brought it up as a yeah as a, a, a example. Uh, one more uh, other example though before we move on and talk some uh, NFL. I want to play this sound from uh, Kellen Moore and Peter Schrager about Dak Prescott. Jose Canseco might be the greatest heel turn in baseball because of him opening up you know the can of worms. Yeah. And remember, he was the first one. 
to mention steroids publicly and say, oh, no, no, it's way more widespread yes. than any of y'all think. I think his number was like 75% of the league or something like that he threw out at and one that's time. that's because he knew from experience. Because he knew. Yeah. And everybody at the time, they hated him for saying it. They were like, oh, man, you just shut up, Gonzaga. Why would you say that? Why would you you know, say those disparaging things about the game and those mm-hmm. negative things about the game and paint it in such a negative light? Um, and turns out, now, Canseco is still a narcissist, a bit egotistical, and yes, he's you know an attention whore, and he wants it all for himself too. That is all those things can be true, but he also was right about the steroids, and I think he had a heel turn too. Because at one time he was beloved, people loved yeah. Canseco. I remember when he was on like cartoons. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like, that's how beloved he was at one time, and now not so. Now people, people, people now um, really don't even take Canseco seriously. He's right. become like a caricature. Now. He's been he's been the one that if you want a terrible take or a hot take, you yeah. call Conseco because all you got to do is say a rod, and then he'll go crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's, and you know, it's, yeah, uh, that's yeah. true. That's yeah, when, that's, he, when yeah. your story changes three times, and it's like it gets more sensational every time. Yeah, people start stop calling you, and it's hey yeah. man, so seventy five percent of the league was doing steroids, and they're like, okay, okay, that's crazy, and then the next time it's like, yeah, and then I was shooting women right in their butts, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, and they're like, people walking around needles hanging out of their butts, and the whole mm-hmm. life like, all right, Jose, tone it down, <laughs> simmer down now, Jose. That is so that's funny. Uh, okay, uh, I got a text. Someone says greatest heel turn in sports history is not even close. It is OJ Simpson, ladies and gentlemen. It's true. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Beloved. I mean, he was I, on. I get it. Yeah. He was on comedy. Very much after. He was a crossover. <laughs> yes. He was a crossover uh, celebrity. You know, he was on broadcast yeah, and stuff. And call. now he's, yeah. you know, a dis- known as a despicable, horrible human being. Now he's yeah. just a guy on Twitter. Does he have a threads? Alleged murderer. Does, oh, I'm sure he, he does. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Right, give me a minute. I'll find him. You got a threads account? Okay, was, y'all have a nice day. I was so surprised that OJ never got into reality TV. I was shocked that it never I happened. I think it was probably in contracts from his lawyers. They were probably like, bro. No, you I, are the last person to be doing a I, reality because you're going to slip. No, somebody told me the reason he actually hasn't done it is because of the money that he owes. He has to have some – that makes there, sense. There's got to be some real manipulation about his finances yeah. because if he's if there's too much on, like, on the books about what he's making, then he owes money about yeah, yeah, that yeah. too. So that's what I've heard. But that I sounds know. about right. Oh, I, I like know. that Lance Armstrong's another good poll. Oh, that's yep. a that's good, a good one. poll on the text yep. line there. That's all. Oh, how yep. can we forget that's hometown? That's hometown. Yep. Damn, that was honestly. He's in the same. I'm not gonna put him in the OJ category. Yeah, but he's he's a couple of tiers below OJ. But he's right. It's one of the greatest heel turns of all time. He's on a show now. Yeah, he's on a reality. Mars. That, that, like, that celebrities on Mars. Celebrities thing, on Mars or something. Which yeah, it's gonna be a weird one when he pulls up. <laughs> <laughs> he's already said something controversial only too, and I can't think yeah. of what it was. I I saw the headline. And I didn't. I didn't read it. No. I didn't click. No. I saw Lance Armstrong says something controversial, and Smart I did move. not click. He said, "Let's not ruin my day." <laughs> I mean, but I, just, I would have been shocked if it was clickbait, and I would have been shocked if he actually said something controversial. And I was like, you know what? I'm moving on. I'm gonna There's go ahead and let him make it today. More on this important one. things. Yeah, yeah. But that's a, that's a good one, man. Because wow, yeah, that's there's no denying he's considered a heel by everybody, and that was never redemption. That was never he never had no. the redemption story. No, he tried to do the Oprah thing. Yeah. And it didn't it didn't, didn't work. Didn't track. No. Did he cry? 
on the on Oprah's uh, couch. Hell, you got to cry on the couch. I don't know if, if he you did. want the redemption, you got to cry. He, did, he didn't cry enough because we would know if he cried enough. Yeah, you got to cry. You got to cry, man. When you when you when you've done wrong like that and you've been caught like red-handed, obviously doing something duplicitous, mm-hmm. you just got to cry and just be like, "I was a horrible human being. I, I need y'all to forgive me." And no, most of the time, America does. Yeah. They America, try their best to. They can relate to being a horrible human being because most of us have done that at one yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't define who we are. It should just be an experience you grow from. And you yeah. realize, I never want to be that person. No, and he still, yeah. got the, he still got the, you know, survived cancer. And he still got the, the foundation that's done a lot of good work. So there is positives that he can redeem himself. But, yeah, you got you to gotta own up a little bit. Ooh, someone said OJ had a reality prank show called Juice in 2006. How did I miss that? Is that, is that true? Oh, we got to Google that. It might have. Past your mind because you probably wasn't thinking about it at all. <laughs> what I, I juice? Remember, I remember hearing a thing about it, but I don't know if it ever happened. Maybe <laughs> that's that. If that's if that happened and we missed it. Now I apologize because yeah. that should be front of mind in Did the pop culture any realm. Of that. Uh, someone says Tyson. I've always said this about Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, in my opinion, is the greatest redemption story in modern sports. He went to jail for rape, sexual assault. And now people ask their kids to go over and take pictures with Mike Tyson. And he does one-man shows and he does cameos in movies and comedies because people love him so much. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that one time told female reporters, I will not do interviews with you unless I can fornicate with you first. Those yeah. are his words, not mine. Mm, so, mm. <laughs> like, he was a walking he, psychopath. At like any a moment, he would lose his mind. Yes, and now yeah. he's beloved. And I can't think of another story like that. Yeah. In American sports, Oof. especially today where everything is cancelable and everybody can be canceled for deeds they did, I don't know, 20, 30, yeah. 40 years ago when you were a teenager, when you were a preteen, you tweeted out something, tweeted out the N-word, oh, you canceled, yeah, can't get coming a job back to get in you. your 30s. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's a reality. And this guy, we all we got everything that he did on tape. There's yeah. judicial records. He paid his debt to society. Uh, but America loves Mike Tyson. You know why I think it is? He's authentic. Yeah, he's not he's never very tried fake to be at fake. all. He's never tried to fake it because he's if he did, we wouldn't have half the stuff. We had the dirt on Mike Tyson that we yep. did. He is 100% genuine article, and it's scary as hell sometimes. Mm-hmm. He said he would eat your kids. He did. He, did he said say that. that. He, he showed he it. He showed it. And like I said, now you would send your kids over. Oh, get take a picture of Mike Tyson. Oh, he's so nice. Well, thank you, like, Mike. Don't forget that. He said he was going to eat your kids. Remember that dude that tried to fight Mike Tyson on a on plane? On a plane, yeah. Yep. No Where's that dude at now? Is he in like some insane asylum? He, to d- he might be. That dude? He might be in some rehab. Did Mike Tyson didn't hit him or anything, did he? Yeah, he did hit him, didn't he? Yeah, because he had to get him off of him. <laughs> yeah, the dude would not leave him alone. Y'all got to stop getting on these planes high. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. This, you see this woman who claimed that there was some a shape-shifting creature in the back of the plane? And her, right. her video oh, was yeah, going viral. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Y'all He's getting, not human. Y'all getting on the plane way too souped up, yeah. okay? And a buzz is fine. Don't be mm, just mm, mm. tripping you-know-what on the plane. Yeah, not doing that, bro. That ain't wise. No. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, I don't want that in my life. All right, someone says Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. I don't think he was ever no. a heel. I don't think Snoop Dogg was ever really a heel. He was a gangster rapper that did go to trial for murder, but he was a gangster rapper. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's kind of my title. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. And I'm still gangster rapping. I'm just doing it now with Martha Stewart. Yeah, he's. You know what I'm saying? I'm diversifying. For the record, Juiced was a real thing. (gasps) They did it on pay per view because they couldn't, I guess, couldn't get a network. Wow. One of of the pranks is he goes to a used car lot to sell a used white Bronco. (laughs) 
That's a real thing that happened. That yo. is great. I just sent you a picture from what I pulled off the, I, the IMDb of what oh, he, of like dude. him trying to do this in 06. Oh wow, I see it. Oh, oh that's right. That is next little, level. Whoa. Apparently, you can still find it like on YouTube or other places. You can okay. still find it, so you can go watch Juice this weekend. <laughs> I tell and you, feel I'm bad about research. yourself. I'm gonna end up watching a couple episodes of Juice this weekend. Oh, I'll probably have to do Lord. it. Lord, I'll get bored. No, there's one, one episode. Point. It's one thing. Okay, like they did one episode on pay per view, and wow. then they made like a DVD. And you know, trying to get it picked up by somebody, everyone's like, "No, no, no one's hiring you. Nobody, yep. nobody wants to watch OJ laughing and yeah. <laughs> trying to sell a also, white Bronco." Also, when every prank ends with, "Wait, you're OJ Simpson?" <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, no. You're... <laughs> Wait, you're OJ Simpson? Uh, no. Well, OJ is more recognizable than Britney Spears. Apparently, if OJ tried to tap Wimby in Vegas, did he live in Vegas? I, I don't know. OJ does live in Vegas. There's a different reason why he's recognizable, and it's not football. I know. But, but that's what I'm saying. If OJ's coming up from behind you, <laughs> yes, security should yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, there's security guard. He better, he better try to, to swipe away OJ. These are all the faces we are definitely on the lookout for <laughs> in Las Vegas. He's you only slapped him once? <laughs> oh, Patrick, you're going to hell for that, that one. That tape will be destroyed. Hell. For that one, that was all Patrick right but there. But he was just out there looking for the killers. Uh, he was. He, well, he's yeah. still out there he, he looking offered, for them. He offered a reward. Yeah, yeah he's for looking the for the killers. Every golf course in America, he's gonna find them. Yeah, and every then, golf course. And, and then wrote a book saying, "What if I did it?" Right? Yeah. Come on. What, what if I done it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Terrible. Yeah, he's a horrible human being. We all know that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's like that old Keith Oberman's bit, America's worst person in the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's OJ every day. <laughs> uh, all right, we come back. Uh, well, you know what? Well, I want to get into some Aggie discussion here. So a couple of Aggie. More jokes coming. <laughs> <laughs> More jokes coming. Uh, so we'll get into some Aggie news notes and nuggets on the other side. Right here on Bought No Lie, wonderful Nothing Horn. Now the horn five one two Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. Uh, that's where my man Patrick takes jams that uh, from local bands and artists that you have a chance to see live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Simi Helix, and they are playing Saturday at Hotel Vegas. Simi Helix. Simi Helix. I like that. Is that some scientific? Uh, no clue. Okay. Don't know out there. All right, five one two Friday. Also five one two three three seven three seven seven six. That's the number to the spec six line. We got a couple of segments left, and one of these is going to be devoted to uh, some college football discussion, and also talking about the Aggies here. So there are a couple of stories having to do with the Aggies. I saw two four seven sports. Uh, they uh, released their most basic teams. They believe are going to be the most improved teams uh, in twenty twenty. Three, they have the Aggies, the mm-hmm. top of that list uh, of most improved teams. This is I, you know what? I guess yeah, considering what they were last year because they had a serious regression. I could see them as one of the most improved teams in college football, or the most improved team exactly is what they say here at uh, on two four seven Sports. Uh, Texas is also on this list, uh, but we'll get to them in a second. 
your thoughts, Harsh, do you think the Aggies, and by the way, the Aggies are killing it on the recruiting trail, doing really good, um, and we thought that would be, uh, I don't know, kind of a mass exodus from A&M when they had a lot of their issues uh, this past season. Um, that didn't really happen. They had some attrition, but everybody has attrition. But there wasn't a mass exodus from A&M. They still got a lot of that top-notch talent they've been recruiting over the last two years. Yay or nay to the Aggies being the most improved college football program in the country this upcoming season, Harge? I don't see why they wouldn't, especially okay. when you look at their record that they had last year. Any improvement would be above 500, right? I mean, no, I'm just kidding. They just need to go. <laughs> he said most improved, though. Yeah. So they got they Miami got a lot of on work. here, yeah. Wisconsin. They got uh, A&M at number one, Miami at two, Wisconsin at three, Oklahoma at four. That also mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Texas at five. Iowa State at six. They got yep. three Big 12 teams in a row. And then they got Colorado at seven. You set the over-under for Dion's Buffaloes or what? three and a half. I'll take the over on that. I would take that too. Yeah. No, they I think got they all- got enough talent to be able to go out there and compete, especially in that Pac-12. I mean, there's not a lot of teams that are that great and pending on their schedule. We'll see how it plays out. But, yeah, I'm with you on that. But as far as the Texas A&M Aggies, I I believe that they're definitely going to be better. And you brought it up. There were a lot of guys that were talking about transferring. A lot of them didn't. It was a lot coming to Texas. And everybody, yeah, Evan Stewart was one of them. But you remember, and, and this is the one thing that I think that we always have to put in perspective when you hear a person's name possibly getting into the transfer portal. It's a renegotiation. Amen, brother. It's a renegotiation. That's the day in the life of what we Mm -hmm. live now. Mm -hmm. So every moment there's going to be probably somebody thinking, oh, is is this the right move? Is this going to be it? Oh, man, you know what? I'm going to see if this school wants to go out there and holler at me so I can get a little bit more money. So that's always going to play into the factor. But the fact that they were able to keep a lot of those talented guys, some of those guys needed to go. They needed to get out of out of Aggieville. Mm-hmm. They had to get out of Aggieland. So for me, I think that there is a strong possibility. But being the number one, I mean, these preseason polls always mm-hmm. give you something to talk about. So the mm-hmm. Aggies need some positivity coming out of it. If you look at the blue chip ratio of Bud Elliott, which is the percentage of four and five star recruits on your roster, and it was number four. Yeah. Well, they're top four or top yeah, top four in blue chip ratio in 2023. So there's tons of talent there. And the acquisition of Bobby Petrino, this is going to be the biggest factor <laughs> in whether the Aggies are going to improve exponentially. I think they'll improve, but they're going to improve exponentially next season to even be a, a contender for the SEC. It's going to be about Bobby Petrino. And I, I saw another story, and this actually was uh, from Athlon Sports. Athlon Sports does their – conference previews and they also they speak to an anonymous coach Mm -hmm. uh, from that conference when they do their conference previews and they talk about different teams in the conference and an anonymous coach in the SEC said about the Jimbo Fisher Bobby Petrino marriage he said quote sounds like a nightmare on Elm Street scenario doesn't it I know them both and they're both single minded. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if Jimbo will keep his butt out of the way. Petrino is not a feel good, Mr. Happy type of guy, but close. he's a great offensive mind. I agree. I think he is a really good offensive mind. Mm-hmm. Is Jimbo going to give him the keys and let him call the plays and not try to compel him or micromanage him? Or is Jimbo going to be micromanaging the whole time? If that is the case, then you're going to get that same antiquated offense that. That, you, that you've been seeing since he's been there with the Aggies. Uh, but if you get by Petrino, who is 
uh, you know, kind of un, un unfiltered version of Bobby Petrino, and you get the undeterred version without the micromanagement of a guy like Jimbo Fisher. I think the Aggies could have one of the biggest improvements in the country because they've been wasting, not wasting, they just haven't been maximizing and weaponizing a lot of that right. offensive talent they've been bringing in. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the other part of it. And the, I'm glad that you brought up the fact of is he going to get out of the way and let him coach? I strongly believe it's not going to happen. I really don't. And I think we're going to hear stories this offseason or during the season of how Jimbo had to step in and do something that he wasn't feeling. Mm-hmm. Right? You yeah. know that's going to happen because it's so hard to relinquish those things that you've been so good. Well, you feel like you've been good at all your mm-hmm. life. And now Bobby Petrino, his mind is good. He has a great idea of the nuances of the game because he he stays in that I think Jimbo was still so antiquated that he didn't want to change so bringing him in I think it's going to be a huge huge step for them but as far as the improvement yeah I think they they have to right because here's the alternative what if this year even though we know what the financial obligation is Mm -hmm. by the Texas A&M Aggies to Jimbo 76.8 million dollar buyout at the end of next season yeah, yeah. Just, just, just to kind of, we do know what it is. Seventy six point eight million dollars at the end of next season. That is the most mm. ridiculous amount of money, and I wish I had a contract like that. You wish you had an agent like I Jimbo? wish I, but man, what? Um, Come but, on, let me get my guarantee. I'm like Bobby Bonilla. Him, <laughs> they fire him after the 2026 season. They will own forty eight million dollars. That wow. is his buyout in that many years. And you know what? It won't be a big deal if he. Meets expectations this year, yep. but if he doesn't, yeah, that number's gonna come up hey, a lot. And you're playing Texas next year, so boosters and donors are about to be very watching of what you do. Yes, because mm-hmm. they yeah. they they want you to prove that you're the best program in the state. Yes. Yep, the best program money can buy. <laughs> <laughs> the best program money can buy. You're right. This is the first time in in my opinion in the last. I don't know. Since I've been a Longhorn, so go back to 1999, mm-hmm. where the Texas A&M game will be bigger than the Oklahoma game. Ooh, yeah. Well, probably since Mac Brown and Bob Soups were there, which was, yeah, 99. Bob Soups came in 99. Mac was there in 98. Mm-hmm. And basically after that, Texas-Oklahoma game was always bigger because Oklahoma won national title in their second year, and Mac and Bob Soups were such great coaches that was a top 10 matchup year after year and had national championship implications. Um, and that was not the same case with Texas and Texas A&M. But this year, or not mm-hmm. this year, but next year in 2024, yeah, Texas, Texas A&M will be bigger than Texas OU. Wow. For the first time in a really long time. Uh, so do we believe that Texas will win more games than Texas A&M or vice versa to end the segment? Who wins more games next season, Texas or Texas, Texas. A&M? I know, that's an Texas, easy day, right? right? It's got to be. It's got to be just because they're playing the Big 12 as yeah. opposed to the SEC. Yeah. Texas! Five! <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. The way you said it, I was like, what? Yeah. You said it I the just way, wanted like, to make sure you were feeling it. Yeah. Like, Pop uh, we expect dog. all y'all <laughs> been yelling, <laughs> fighting your cars. <laughs> just exactly. running around. Nobody else yelled it to them. Like, fine. Why did Hart say it like that? Why did Hart say it to me? Why did he say it like that? Uh, all right, we come back. We'll wrap it. Oh, oh, but real quick. Pat Fitzgerald has been suspended for two weeks. Two weeks. Weeks. Because an independent investigation found hazing was a an issue, was a serious issue within the Northwestern football program. It did say the investigation um, didn't find the coaches knew about this hazing, but they're still responsible. Like yep. I always say it's about Sark. Like, hey, everything happening at Texas with Texas football ain't your fault, but it is your responsibility. Yep. 
Same thing for, you know, uh, Pat Fitzgerald and what's going on at Northwestern. It ain't all his fault because, yeah, you, know, you would hope that players are better to conduct themselves mm-hmm. in a more respectful manner and be more respectful of each other. But, yes, hazing does happen. And as a coach, you got to be able to – you got to have insiders. You got to you gotta have insiders on the, in the locker room that are willing to go to you and feel comfortable enough going to you and saying, hey, coach, yep. there's some stuff going on. You need to know about it. Absolutely. And that, that means he ain't got them insiders. He, he doesn't have those informants in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Every coach has got informants in the locker room. Every coach. Oh, for sure. Every good one does. You better. You better. If you, you don't, better. that's a problem. That's yeah. why stuff like this happens because you don't know what's happening in your own damn locker room. You got to know that. You got, and you can't say that you don't know. No, it's your job. Yeah. That's your job. Because somebody know. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll come back. We'll uh, wrap it up. Put it in the oven. Let you know what's on tap right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful down the horn. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's... That is... mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <sighs> Pop a top again. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, it is uh, time for What's on Tap. We'll give you that in a second. But if you miss any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. Just that simple. All right, gentlemen, it is the weekend officially. So more of an expanded What's on Tap. What you got planned for the weekend? I know tonight. All about Wimby. All, Wimby it's Mania. all about Wimby we Mania, all man. We're tuning in to watch Wimby tonight. As a matter of fact, the Rockets are in action right now. And Scoot is out here hooping already. Is he balling? Oh, yeah. He's already putting pressure on people. And so is your uh, new player that you got as well for the Rockets. Uh, Amen Thompson. Thompson. Amen. He's already, he, good. He, he makes it look easy out there. He's a so that's going to be fun. I'm going to watch that. And then I also have uh, basketball. You know, we had the, the soccer trip. Now we got basketball trips happening, but this week it's in town, so I'm excited about that. Uh, nice. All right. So uh, it's just is it soccer season done. That was that term. For, that was it. Yeah, for for, for this break, season. For right now. Yeah, they okay. start working back Dude, he out. He goes again. from one season to another. Yeah. Well, he was doing both for a while too. So. Hey, yeah. you know what? Keep, like pay off. That's right. Keep keep, keep being active, dog. Exactly. Stay active, bro. We're trying to get that schooling paid that's for right. a young man. So get it show. done. Uh, Patrick, what's on tap for you this weekend, brother? I'm going to watch a lot of Summer League, I'm sure. <laughs> Hanging out watch Summer League. Yeah. Hey, I know, like, if, you, if you miss with me, uh, the game on Sunday night is Spurs Portland. So you get to see you one think versus. think he'll play in both? I don't know. And, and we're going to see how much he plays tonight, see what they end up doing. But it could be one versus three on Saturday, and, and you could see Wimby versus Scoot again yeah. on, oh. on Sunday night. Yeah. I, yeah, I hope they do. They play up. Brandon Miller tonight, right? They play Brandon Miller yeah. tonight, the number two pick. They will play the number three pick on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I'm praying that you get multiple chances to see Wimby. I think that. I think, and so honestly, is ESPN. Yeah. yeah. So is Adam Silver too. Except for Greg Popovich. Exactly. Yes. Pops are all, you know what, he's the one making the decision. That's he what gets the final it. say. That's yeah. right. But I bet Adam Silver, ESPN, everybody is praying and hoping and probably trying to nudge if they can. Like, hey, man, play him just 10 minutes or 12 minutes My, my here, guess, my guess is he's going to play him both because he's going to want to. He's like, dude, I'm not doing FIBA this offseason. Give me Summer League. He likes to play. I mean, And that's he, my thing is if he said, hey, if I was doing FIBA, I get it. 
But I, I gave up FIBA this offseason. Because I want to play. Because I want to play in this. So yeah. you better let me play in the summer league at least because I let me go win summer league. And yeah. I'm Adam a competitor. Si- and Adam yeah. Silver is going to be nudging and saying, man, we hooked y'all up with that number one pick. <laughs> I need y'all. Don't be starting <laughs> no Again. Again. Don't Again, be starting no Exactly. Hey, uh, real quick, though. What do you expect the win total to increase by? Because they were a 20-win team this year, right? Yeah, something around. That. I wasn't. I wasn't keeping up. Perfect. But, but how about this little number? The last time they had the number one overall pick with Tim Duncan. Yeah. And also with uh, David Robinson, they ended up with fifty six wins the next season. Yeah, I mean, so they were twenty two wins this year. So they basically they were twenty two. So they basically have improved like third, like thirty five, around thirty five wins each time they've had the previous number one overall pick. Yeah, and I mean, I will say that ninety that ninety seven ninety eight. When you get Tim Duncan, I can tell you, watching that, that was not quite the same because David Robinson missed like sixty something games that year with an yes. injury. Sean Elliott had to have a kidney transplant, so he was gone most year. So you like got two guy, two really good players back the next season. So you got Tim Duncan plus two really good players. So you were going to be a lot better of a team. Uh, I, I I would guess it'll be there'll be a forty win team. There'll be around a five hundred team. Yeah, no, it's because okay. So here's the numbers. I went and researched it. So Patrick's right. They've won twenty two games this season. They won twenty uh, games the season that before the season they drafted Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. and then the next season, Tim Duncan's first year, they won fifty six games. So they got they were plus thirty six improvement. David Robinson mm-hmm. first got him. They won 21 games the year before, and the first year he was on the team, they won 56 games again. They were plus 35. So I guess the bet would be that they're going to get to 56 wins. Yep. And that would mean plus 34. So that's the bet I would make because they're usually right around plus 35 or plus 36. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say around 500, so yeah. 41. But Just because your, be. your point you brought up was a, a good one, that when they tanked for – for Tim Duncan, they were basically just, it was injuries more than anything. Right. And then Pop decided to promote himself to head coach and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So that was more of the reason Because Pop it. said, uh, we I getting that? I got this. I got this. <laughs> uh, I'm watching a lot of Wimby tonight, and I'm finishing watching uh, The Godfather of Harlem, man. man I, that's dope, ain't it? I, I actually, I'm a big fan Yeah, now. you, you For, all in yeah, on that. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker does a good job. Oh, he's a monster. Playing Bumpy Johnson. Man. They got all the uh He's been characters. in the game for a minute. Yeah, the historically accurate characters. I yeah. like it, man. It's pretty good. Uh, check it out if you got some time. All right, on. thank you guys out there for listening. We really appreciate you guys. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. Talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Have a great weekend. Peace.